Pigeon. Make Maddie proud, make Daddy proud. Don't dye your hair. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Hello, welcome back everybody. Um it's been a while. Lots of things have happened, but we were busy too. So also didn't I probably watch 10 minutes of hockey in the last month. Same. So <laughs> not my fault. Um all right. What happened? So when we left you off, the Eastern Conference final hadn't finished yet. <laughs> um but the flame the flames. <laughs> I wish. The Hurricanes lost and the Florida Panthers won. I was sticking those two together and I came out with flames. Not sure how that <laughs> works, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Anyway, the Florida Panthers won, and that is a now a 12-game Eastern Conference final losing streak for the Hurricanes. They are swept in 2009, swept in 2019, and swept in 2023. Well, fun. Um... What happened after that? Well, we got I'm my brain is a mess. Stanley Cup final. I don't know if we told you what happened in the other one, but Vegas beat Dallas. Dallas. Mm -hmm. I think that's right, but it also sounds so wrong. <laughs> it really does. It actually no, it is right because in my mind, and I don't know why, but in my mind, I was convinced because I don't watch that side of the country's hockey or the whatever continent um I was convinced that it was Vegas and Seattle mm. until like maybe the last game yes. I really really thought it was Vegas and Seattle <laughs> yeah um all I remember from that is that Jamie Ben was either injured was injured for maybe one of the games but he was also suspended for a couple of the games and Dallas played way better when he was suspended. <laughs> they did not win a game when Jamie Ben was playing in the Western Conference Final, which, as they should. <laughs> That's all I have to say. As they should. I forgot Jamie Ben even played hockey. <laughs> um, I just remember there being a lot of jokes. That's the only reason why I remember it. <laughs> Um, and then, so we had Stanley Cup final, and Florida kind of caught up to them. They had a normal goalie, mm -hmm. and the refs were calling all the, uh, we shouldn't say all the penalties they should, but more of the penalties they should have, just in general, because as we've talked about, Florida was one of the least disciplined teams during the year, um, and it really caught up to them. So they lost in five games. And um, nobody really was happy that Vegas was a Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> Except 
the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> um, I would like to particularly say, um, fuck the one fan that had a sign that said we're we've waited six years for this. Um, fuck off. Yeah, that was. I mean, not even from a Leafs fan perspective necessarily, from every other team's fans' perspective. Yeah, like anyone who has won a Stanley Cup final in the last like six years. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you that's all I have to say um I my favorite part of Vegas winning the Stanley Cup file file mm-hmm. you're right anyways my favorite part was them like doing the parade getting drunk all the videos of them like coming out being absolutely wasted and how mad people were on Twitter mostly like the old white guys being like show some class Wayne Gretzky would never <laughs> like what first of all how do you know second of all did you say that when the capitals were like bathing in the Bellagio fountain <laughs> <laughs> like I have questions I I just that whole thing I was like have you been removed from hockey for the past 20 years Exactly, since they started, like, televising that shit. Like, I don't understand. I was very confused. I was a little lost there on the logic, but... Yeah, they also shut down the Vegas Strip at at night for the parade, which is pretty cool. I will say that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. That's all I want to say. I'll I give have no other comments on this. <laughs> a, ve- a cool city to win in. That's yeah. all. Cool city to win in. Far too early to be winning. Mm-hmm. Also, I just... I don't know. There's something about Vegas that I really hate. And I can't explain to you what it is. I think... I don't, I don't even know. Vegas falls off my radar. Vegas has become just one of the other Western teams that I... Yeah. Forget about. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess congrats, Jack Eichel, for beating Connor McDavid to a Stanley Cup win. Yeah, there's there's that. Um as always, congrats to Phil Kessel, even though he didn't play much. hmm Um, that's it. That's all I got. I have no uh, other the, feelings about anyone else. Yeah, the legacy of Jordan Bennington's girlfriend peeing in the cup still lives on um it does that's pretty much what I took out of this that's all yeah that um will at some point cycle back to everybody was injured and or dead um in a bit but um Matthew Kachuk had a people feature there was another feature do you remember what it was it's like I don't know what it was, but like a people feature, like People Magazine. It's like Matthew Kachuk on on the Stanley Cup and becoming the face of the NHL. Since when? Um, they had like too long off between the the last series and the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> That's what it was. It was just too many days off from hockey that they were like, well. <laughs> What um, to do? 
Though I think if you had to pick someone to be quote unquote the face of the NHL, he's a good option. He's a very good option. True. I do love him dearly. Yeah, exactly. He actually has some personality. (laughs) That's step one. Like not a robot. Okay. Not a robot. Yeah. Um, and then he somewhat attractive. I I don't know. It depends on how his hair looks. (laughs) For real. (laughs) As a major factor, as as it is for all men. (laughs) Basically. Depends on how his hair looks. Um, and there's already like a fandom of people like us and younger built up around him. So I do think it's, yeah. Plus, like people outside of hockey who don't know would go, oh my God, it's so cool that his dad played in the NHL until they find out about the NHL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is the nepotism hockey league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've said it before, we'll keep saying it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Let's backtrack a little bit. Um, I don't remember why I bookmarked this, but oh yeah, he was a beliefs assistant coach. That's why I did that. It's coming back to me. Um <laughs> the Capitals have named Spencer Carberry the team's head coach. He was the Leafs assistant coach. Um, he was our power play coach, so question marks. I don't know if that's any good because sometimes it was really good, but a lot of times it was pretty bad. <laughs> um, and it's hard to be pretty bad with the caliber of players you got in the first power play unit. Uh. I don't know. Dylan Stroman friends will find out. This is how I'm referring to the Washington Capitals now. Sorry, Alex Ovechkin. It's Dylan Stroman friends. <laughs> um... So if you'll recall, where we left off with Toronto was uh, Kyle Dubas was really honest about how he was feeling mentally about being GM in Toronto. And uh, Brendan Shanahan said, oh, we don't want that. And fired him. Mm -hmm. And then blamed it on asking for more money. Again, this is how a negotiation works. One side comes with a number, the other side comes with a number. You find something kind of in the middle. That's just how negotiating <laughs> works. <laughs> um, yeah. So where we left off was I was kind of convinced that that Brendan Shanahan was going to name himself as GM. I was like really kind of convinced that that's what was going to happen. Um, but no, they named Brad Treliving as GM, who is, he was the GM of the Flames, who traded Matthew Kachuk, and has not had great re-signing, so I'm a little nervous about the fact that Matthews and Nylander and Marner are up. They keep saying, if they, okay, the other thing is, Leafs media keeps saying if they don't have a deal in place by July 1st, there's no way, like, they're going to be, they're not going to stay. They can't even sign them until July 1st. Like, because they're not free agents until after next season. I I literally hate I'm like going looking at cat friendly because I don't trust the least media to not like blow things out of proportion mm-hmm. like they are. Ugh. 
the dramatics anyway. of it all. Yeah. Um, I actually do think Austin Matthews will resign as long as something drastic doesn't happen in terms of like behind the scenes in the organization with Treliving or with Keith or Shanahan or whoever. Um, I do think he will resign, especially because there is no appeal to desert hockey anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. Because why would you want to play in front of 4,500 fans? I, oh, like, a team that is, like, I swear they're all me-caliber hockey players. Like, I don't know anyone on that team other than Clayton Keller. Literally. like I, poor if man. You, if you think, when, are, are they even, they get permission to build a new arena? I'm, like, so lost no, on that now. they didn't. So if you think Austin so they might Matthews, be, yeah, they might if, be moving cities <laughs> within Arizona. Ah, uh, uh, it just gets better and better. Like he, I cannot see him doing that. I no. Where is the other place that? Oh my god, there was somewhere else that I people kept being like, I don't know if it was fans or what, but they're like, oh, Austin Matthews is coming here. And it was the most random city, most literal random team. I don't, I don't remember know. who it was. I feel like it was somewhere like Western, but it's like, but why would he ever do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. I know people were saying Pittsburgh, and we'll get to why Pittsburgh in a second. Um, but I, like I said, I don't see him doing it, but I don't see them signing him for an eight-year deal either. Yeah. Yeah, that's my opinion on things um anyway so we'll see how brad does but i feel like brad could just do a couple things like not resigning some people getting some cheap people and he's fine for this year basically <laughs> not resigning like it sounds like right now i don't know where my oh, there's probably a tweet in here somewhere when i look for it um michael bunting will not be re-signing or they the Leafs do not want to re-sign Michael Bunting um Kerfoot they're they're just getting rid of both Austin and Mitch's friends <laughs> yeah. they're like actually you're both gonna suffer this time it's not just Mitch <laughs> um and I can't remember who else there's like four people I can't remember I kind of feel like one of them was Justin Hall, but I don't know if I projected that. <laughs> that's what I wanted. So what we'll I just imagine that we'll come back to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do remember distinctly saying, "Oh, bye bye to all Austin and Mitch's friends." So that's why I'm not sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So the reason why Austin Matthews might go to Pittsburgh, allegedly, is that Kyle Dubas was n- named head of hockey operations in Pittsburgh. Um, This was literally, like, I think a couple hours after they named Brad for living or before. It was the same day. It was yeah. the same day. <laughs> um. I think it was after the press conference. 
I feel like it was something like that because it was just like timing wise it was a little mm-hmm. suspicious <laughs> um but yeah I don't have a any problem with that like obviously this man is just trying to work and he was like yes Pittsburgh feels like home again you're gonna lie and say it doesn't mm, yeah like you're trying to get the new city the new fans to like you come on what are you um, going to I, be like come out of the gate and be like mm, it's mm-hmm. an all right city yeah it's fine I like Toronto better but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um I okay I have a question for you do you think that this increases our chances of getting Alex Nylander <laughs> because he was re-signed in Pittsburgh before Kyle Dubas was hired was um I think that it just sinking feeling in my stomach I think that it increases the chance of Willie going to Pittsburgh oh I don't like that well the other thing is they'd probably trade Willie and then like if they're getting rid of William they're gonna trade him first and then someone else and then he can walk away from someone else Mm mm-hmm that is my read on the situation. So if we re-sign Willie, I think we get Alex. <laughs> I don't know what we get him for, mm-hmm. but <laughs> uh <laughs> we're looking at little personal wins here. <laughs> take um, anything you want as long as it's a, not a Nylander. Yeah. <laughs> I there... take a Nylander, I take another Nylander, I will not be giving them back. Exactly. Um, they're, they're so funny. Like, William Nylander will not go anywhere unless he has, like, Rasmus Sandin, honorary Nylander, Alex <laughs> Nylander, and his dogs. Like, there is nothing. Like, this man, every single photo he has posted this summer is either has them in it or you can tell from their posts that they were together. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made a joke the other day in the group chat. Um, and I like because exactly like you can tell from their posts that they are at the same exact they're like in the same place and I just feel like one of them Alex Willie whoever it is looks at and they're like this is a sick spot mind it like can you take a pic of me and the other one's just like yeah as long as you got me and that is exactly that is how I imagine going anywhere like they were in Paris the other day and I think Willie just posted a picture of himself but it was so obvious that like the other ones were there yeah exactly because you looked and you're like that looks like the same spot <laughs> did you see the picture of the entire family at the weekend concert sitting on the steps i did not i saw them like there was the one willie has earrings now important update oh, yeah. mm-hmm. at one i remember because i don't know which one of his sisters but one of his sisters is like copy paste with longer hair like the exact same face <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> those jeans they run strong they do and like they all look very much the same except for Alex um which is kind of interesting <laughs> yeah is he but he looks like their dad is the other thing. Like, he looks like he belongs, he but he doesn't look like the, his other siblings. No. And usually, it's funny, because usually that's the case with, like, the youngest. The youngest mm-hmm. usually does, like, looks 
not the same especially like a yeah. big family I feel like the majority of siblings like all get kind of like similar genes and like features but what is he like the second oldest the third oldest yeah third I think something like that yeah yeah <laughs> they just said mm, look like your dad yeah exactly I guess you can't have two boys that both look like their moms still yeah. you think like a more even split <laughs> of jeans but guess not <laughs> um see i bookmarked this does this sound important anymore um the nhl nhlpa have reached a, a one summer trial agreement amending what is allowed during off-season training is this important kind of because if you'll recall at the beginning of the season the off-season some of the Canucks, like four of the Canucks, stayed behind and were working with their coaches. Like, while the playoffs are still on. um, And obviously we're like, well, if they asked to do that and they weren't told to do that, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, And the same thing with, like, this is adjacent, but not quite the same thing. But, like, with the Leafs and other teams ha- having their facilities open for the players to practice and use without like they didn't have coaches on the ice they were just using the ice that they Mm -hmm. have like it's no different than because they practice at the ford performance center which is like also a public rink there's four rinks there in theory you could just rent a pad there like yeah (laughs) there's so many questions about that like it seems very funny for that spe- that rink specifically like I don't know what everybody else's rinks are like but it's that is a community rink also it's not just the Leafs practice arena most I don't want to say most uh, but I would say closer to majority are the practice rinks that are used for something else like my cousin plays for the Nashville Junior Predators they mm-hmm. play and practice at the the Predators practice rank. Exactly. And then, because why I would know... you build a big arena for basically for a professional team to practice in only? Yeah. Your and I know a bunch of dollars or not, yeah. it's not going to fly. Mm-hmm. I know like a bunch of um, figure skating companies. I don't know what else to call it. Clubs, I guess. Yeah. They use the practice rinks too. So it's like mm-hmm. theoretically, you can use it for whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. And if you um, already have ties to it and you're like, hey, you're gonna use this for a minute. Exactly. The when the Toronto Furies existed, they played out of the Leafs practice rink. That's where they played. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> um, but we've talked about Gary Bettman. I feel like we're gonna have to talk about him so much more, so I'm just going to ignore him for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah basically they have to ask the player has to ask the NHLPA if they can practice with a coach and then the PA will go and contact the team and the league to see if it's okay it's really stupid Um, that's all I have to say because again I do like I don't think that the NHLPA should have to check with the league and the team I think that if the player goes, hey, is it cool if I practice with my team? The NHLPA can just make a note and say, you know, whoever asked yeah. and like 
cool we're good and then the nhl goes we're gonna find them and he's like no no, no they asked they wanted to mm-hmm. it's a simple solution like in my mind it's like when you wanted to go on a field trip put a sign-up sheet on the door exactly right there little names that's all and the nhlpa is just their parent permission mm-hmm. that's all it is <laughs> No one said the NHLPA was good parents, but they are parents (laughs) in the way they function in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, God, I forgot about that. Um, Mike Babcock is going to coach the Blue Jackets. Is this a good thing? Absolutely the fuck not. Um, And... They're like, why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? They're literally waiting because they don't want to pay his Leafs contract. They don't want to match his Leafs contract or better his Leafs contract. So they're waiting until it expires at the end of the month. Just so fucking stupid. Um. Anyway, all I have to say is R.I.P. Patrick Line. This man has had John Tortorella and now Mike Babcock as his coaches. I am so sorry. Oh, poor guy. Literally, I feel so bad for him. Oh my god. Godspeed, my friend. Yeah. I'm poor. Oh, and um, who was the Flames coach? I can picture his face. I'm horrible with coaches' names. Please pause. I think it was a D, I think. Maybe. I can see his face also. That's why I'm struggling. Anyway, poor Johnny Gaudreau signs in Columbus after wanting to go to Philly and is like, here, have... Did he have John Tortorella this year? I have no idea who was coaching the Blue Jackets this year, actually. Uh, Give me a second. <laughs> this is why... There's too many. Um, um, I keep trying to say, you know what it is? I keep trying to say Brad for living, and that's not right. Anyway, um, okay, so no, he did not have John Tortorella. Daryl Sutter. That's who I was talking about. Daryl Sutter. They... Um, poor Johnny Gaudreau goes from Daryl Sutter to whoever this man is on this crappy St. Louis Blues team, which isn't really a big deal, but to fucking Mike Babcock. And is Johnny Gaudreau Mike Babcock type player? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I... I... If I was a player, granted, mind you, I have morals. Half of these men do not. More than half of these men do not. I would be so pissed. I'm like, I'd be like, uh, I wouldn't even refer to it as morals. I would refer to it as they're also traumatized from their minor league coaches and their dads mm-hmm. that they don't know that this is bad. That is true. Like, <sighs> poor Mitch Marner. We know what his dad's like. That is, yeah, fair. Uh, 
Oh my god. Yeah, I I think Johnny Gaudreau is going to try and get his ass out of Columbus. I don't know if it's going to work, but he's going to try. <laughs> and yeah, um, I do not think we're going to be seeing a lot of Patrick Laine this year. Mm-mm. He's going to be like, remember when Mitch and Willie would end up on like the fourth line with Matt Martin? Yes. That is what's happening. <laughs> That's what's going to happen in Columbus. I don't know who the Columbus equivalent of Matt Martin is, but there's someone there and they will find him. And that will be Johnny Gaudreau's line bait. Patrick Line is just going to sit, mm-hmm. but he will be Johnny Gaudreau's line mate. <laughs> Patrick hey. Line is going to be like Josh Levo. <laughs> I'm just there. Just there. Um, okay. What else? Well, we will come back to the Blue Jackets because there was a trade, but I don't remember the details. So we'll get there when we get there. Um, stadium series. They're going to have two stadium series this year at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Um, one is the Devils and the Flyers and the others is the Rangers. I was going to say in the Mets, which is interesting. Not sure why I was going to say that. Um, I think it's the orange and the blue. Um, mm. But the Islanders. <laughs> I'm like looking at their logo. I'm like, that's the Mets. <laughs> it's baseball season, guys. I haven't watched much baseball, but it's baseball season. <laughs> so, and they're playing at a at a baseball stadium. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. Fun. Um, lots of questions. Okay to talk about Gary Bettman this man when asked about the department of player safety and specifically George Peros um has said the game of hockey has never been safer my dude I'm pretty sure it was safer when Brendan Shanahan was at the player safety department maybe Brendan Shanahan should go back to that job maybe gotta think and I just say Kyle come back personally but anyway um because actually i don't think i want that right now because kyle's not available (laughs) anyway um yeah the like i don't know how you can say that when people are there's been way more injuries in the past like three years than i think i've ever noticed and there Mm -hmm. has been in a long time um, I think part of that, like part of the evidence for that is like how many people had to use IR relief in the past few years. Part of that is because of the flat cap, but also when people have millions and millions of dollars in IR relief, that's showing you that the top players aren't protected. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we've talked about a lot. Um there's like literally so many things about Gary Bettman that is just he needs to be done and even aside from like all the shit he's done he's been in the job for over 30 years and ha- he's the only one with two lockouts any lockouts actually um i just like you need to have turnover in your organization to create new opportunities, to have new ideas, 
to not be the fourth most watched league in North America when there are four big four sports. Um, and I don't know where MLS stands on that, but I do think it's creeping up on the NHL and they don't they're not thinking about it. Which is a problem for the NHL. It is. I don't know if this is true or not. In my mind, it is probably true. But when you are a professional sport and you have college teams, just college anything at this point, basketball, football, college hockey, college whatever, getting more views than you, that's a slight issue. It is. It is. Most definitely. Um, But yeah, literally purely from a business standpoint, the fact that he's at the job for 30 years indicates that there needs to be someone new in there and it needs to be someone who hasn't been like his right hand man for 25 of those years so Mm -hmm. r.i.p bill daly not happening not happening like i it's just they need someone new they need someone younger also um they need someone who actually like cares about players just a touch you know, like, sees the players as human? Because I'm not entirely sure that Gary Batman sees the players as human. Definitely not. Um, so, like, there's so many little things that could change just by changing out who is the head of the NHL. Because, I mean, I think he was denying concussions in this press conference, too. Like, again... That made it sound like it was new. Again, he's been denying the impact of concussions and saying the sport has never been safer with when you have an enforcer as the head of the Player Safety Association. It's fine. The suspensions have, like, if you look at the numbers, the suspensions have been getting shorter and shorter, um, which, again, does not indicate that people are doing less egregious things. It indicates that they're not being punished as severely it's just like a lot of this stuff especially you've seen it a lot i feel like especially this season some people are getting suspended some people are like ah yeah some of them getting three thousand dollars some of them aren't getting anything Mm -hmm. and you look at the play and they're almost identical yeah and it's not even necessarily that uh, someone who has a history of suspensions is the one getting suspended. It just seems arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It was Which like it should not be. Hat. They're just like, mm. yeah. And like, I do understand that the fines are negotiated with the NHLPA, but like, I think the NHLPA is also a problem. We've talked about this too. Also a problem there. In the nature of the NHLPA, they're supposed to protect all the players, but they're not protecting the players who are being targeted or injured in these plays they're protecting the people who perpetuated them which is not who you need to be protecting in my opinion and like sometimes you look at the suspension you go that's too long fine go ahead but most of the time it's pretty reasonable when you have a a reasonable person Mm -hmm. doing it um but yeah, like a $3,000 fine to an NHL player, any NHL player is nothing. No. They send Absolutely. A pair of goddamn shoes. Exactly. 
I'm pretty sure I could ask Austin Matthews for five thousand dollars and he might give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Cash just out of his back pocket. Exactly. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, let's switch looks. All right. Um, Cole Caulfield was re-signed by the Habs. I kind of forgot about this man's existence. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Um, to be fair, the only hab standing at the end of the season was Nick Suzuki. So, yeah, <laughs> with everybody else being injured, basically, um, he was signed to an eight-year, seven point eight five million dollar extension. That's literally all I have to say. It's just a fact. Why did I? Again, why did I bookmark this? I have no idea who this man is. Um, the Ducks hired Greg Cronin as head coach. Sure. Sure. He has 36 years of experience. Okay. <laughs> Where's that experience came from? Don't ask me. I don't know. Never heard of him before. <laughs> um. Okay. This is the most important thing that happened to me, which is that Morgan Riley and Tessa Virtue were at the Arrows tour in Chicago. Um, I think it was on probably the 3rd of June. And uh, that's just very important to me. Also, the fact that Morgan Riley is just wearing a hoodie and jeans. I, my dude, where's your costume? Where's your costume? And why did nobody give them friendship bracelets? That's my question. Why did nobody go, oh my god, that's Tessa Virtue, because I don't think they would recognize Morgan Riley, which, fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing figure skater Tessa Virtue. I gotta give her a friendship bracelet. Why did you do that? See, you know, and you know what? I was thinking about going if had I been able to get tickets, I would have gone that weekend. <laughs> And not that I would have been sitting in the lower bowl or on the floor able to see them. However, <laughs> had I, you know, I would have been like, oh, my God, have a friendship bracelet. I love you. <laughs> Please let me join your relationship. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my um, important update. <laughs> that, that was the most important thing to me. I don't know. I think I saw someone else was at the Aeros tour, but I can't remember who was. I don't know. Anyway. Um. What else happened here? Oh, there we go. Here's our super fun Columbus Blue Jackets trade. Um, okay. Three-way trade. Ooh, doesn't happen very often. Okay, so Ivan Provorov is traded to the Blue Jackets. Such a Mike Babcock guy. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Um, for, sorry, via LA. So LA gets Kevin Connaughton, Hayden Hodgson, and retained 30% of the Ivan Provorov contract. Do I know who either of those people are? No. Mm-hmm. I do actually maybe have heard of Kevin Knott, but 
I was going to say the other one sounds more familiar. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who they are. Two guys, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then the Flyers get Cal Patterson, uh, Sean Walker, Helga, Helch. I really, I'm very sorry. It's probably a Danish name. I'm very sorry. Uh, Grons. LA's second round pick in in 2024, the Blue Jackets first round pick in 2023, and a conditional second round pick in 2024. They only gave away um what what is his name? Ivan Provorov. Who was bad and homophobic. Bad and homophobic. It was both. Double whammy. And <laughs> too much. He cost too much money, I think. <laughs> Who are these people making these decisions? I genuinely, I saw that tweet and I was like, new honeypot GM, Danny Breer. Move over, Kyle Dubas. Danny Breer is the new honeypot GM. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know if this is right. Is Sean Walker the Australian? Or is it somebody else Walker who's the Australian? Uh, it sounds like an Australian name. It does, but I feel like I don't know if it was him. No. He's Canadian. Which also tracks. Who was that? Um, Australian hockey player. NHL. Yeah. Nathan Walker. Yes. I knew it was Walker. So that's pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. At least Considering he was not on a team that I've even vaguely paid attention to. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Cal Patterson. So I'm. This reg creates the question. Um. Is Carter Hart staying? Who knows? They might trade him too. It looks like Danny Breer is like we're starting fresh. This team was garbage. We're starting fresh. <laughs> you know what just like buzzed into my brain just now? Probably because we're talking about the Philadelphia Flyers. Nolan Patrick is the biggest goal tonight, isn't he? Nolan Patrick won a cup. He, he, didn't he, play at, he didn't play this season, but I also mm-hmm. don't think, I feel like he was traded again. Nope, Vegas. Okay. I don't know why I thought he was in, like, somewhere else. But technically, yes, but his name won't be on the cut because he didn't play it all this season. Um, so, never mind. There was some proof of life of him not that long ago, too. Okay. I think one of his sisters posted a photo. Huh. Um, yeah, there was some proof of life, which is nice. Thanks. Haven't heard from him in a little <laughs> while. Um, Yeah. I genuinely can only think of one flyer who might be left standing, and I think it's TK. And that's just because he's actually not bad at hockey, unlike mm-hmm. most of the rest of the flyers. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're trying to, we'll get to it in a bit. They're talking about trading Kevin Hayes, and I think there might have been someone else in there. To the Blues for a Blues defenseman that doesn't have an that has a no trade contract. 
Um, actually, I don't know that it was defenseman. I don't know if we just jumped to that conclusion or not. But anyway, um, so there's like four of them. I think it's gonna end up being Tori Krug personally if it's a defenseman because there's several of them with no trade contracts. Um, but Kevin Hayes also has to waive his no trade clause. So we will see if any of these happen. I again I feel like Danny Breer is just gonna sit there and like bat his eyelashes at them. <laughs> Please. Um, exactly. So yeah, anyway. Oh and we'll we'll get to, we'll we're gonna come back to the flyers again later because <laughs> there was another trade. Or will be another trade again hasn't happened yet um uh why did I write that down I don't know who this man is okay again um apparently so Elliot Friedman said on their podcast um the Leafs other players some of the coaching staff the front office felt that there was too much about the core four this year not about jealousy but he believes some of the depth players they feel it gets in the way of forming a team identity have we considered that it's your fault you as in Toronto media have you have you considered it's your fault because I feel like I know Mitch Marner I feel like Mitch Marner is not like that mm-hmm and the other thing is, like, you look at who, like, Austin and Mitch are friends with, who they hang out with in the off season. It's not each other all that often. Like, they do, but nowhere near as much as, like, Kerfoot or Justin Hall for Mitch and, like, Michael Bunting. Also Kerfoot. I don't know why they're, the two of them are just, like, maybe he's just their smart friend. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, also Kerfoot. But, like, they're not the core four people there's no way in hell John Tavares is perpetuating that Mm. no way in hell (laughs) no and like yeah I just I don't know if this is true or this is just one person's feeling is the other thing yeah no an anonymous source told to Elliot Friedman who again I don't know if I trust the hockey media to not take things out of context because they do that consistently like they'll have Mm -hmm. a press conference and uh, following seven lease reporters you'll have different bits of the same three or four sentences and certain contexts contexts make it look way better than others but they won't always provide the full context and I'm like okay why are you doing this? <laughs> so anyway, I'm like not inclined to trust them, and I don't know who they're talking about. They're just like, like who feels left out? And actually, I like I don't see the core four being a problem. I see maybe the collection of Swedes being a problem too. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I I see the collection of Swedes potentially being a problem because there's several of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's no. not. Um, uh, new, wait. 
the Blue Jackets also traded or received Damon Severson and then signed him to a long-term contract. Um, who was a defenseman also. Mike Babcock likes big defensemen. It's just who he is. Give him a crappy skating forward and a big defenseman, and he's off to the races. He's so mm-hmm. ready. Um, did you know that uh, Mika Zibanejad was playing at Lollapalooza Stockholm? As a no. DJ. The DJ, I believe. Um, I was, sorry, it hasn't even happened yet. Five more days. If you'd like to, you know, move your butt over to, to Sweden real fast. I'll go. <laughs> you can go see, um, Make his advantage yet. That'd be the best time. Which is just like, I have so many questions about that. Oh my god. Do we have, I, okay. We need to unpack this. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to lead, read you, you probably already know, a hockey romance book that's coming out. Um, I'm going to read you the back and you're going to tell me which two players it's real players it's about. You probably already know. We have had this conversation, but it was like probably three weeks ago. So you may or may not remember. Theo Lane finally found his place in the NHL. The beginning of his career had been a struggle, especially compared to Rowan Foley. Generational talent and his his ex-not-quite-boyfriend. It took eight years from draft day, but Theo was finally on a team that respected him, a team that was lighting it up. The San Jose Serpents had a real chance that that year. Everything was looking up until Rowan signed a contract with the Serpents. Rowan may be a generational talent, but he was on, but he was also on a shitty team. The Texas victory had only made the playoffs once in Rowan's eight years playing in the NHL, and there was no hope in sight. It was time to move on. He was wistful for the time he spent in junior playing with Theo, the boy his heart hadn't let go of just yet even though they had fallen out of touch. Sorry, that was a weird sentence. Um, Rowan wasn't expecting Theo to come running back into his arms, but he hadn't expected the downright hostile welcome he got from him either. Eight years was a long time, and Rowan was realizing that he had made some mistakes. Theo and his still broken heart had resolved to keep their relationship 100% on the ice, where they played together like a dream. But the season was so lo- was long, and there was a reason they had been so obsessed with each other when they had been... Flint Jaguars back in junior. Rowan al- always worked hard on the ice, but can he work hard enough off it of it to win Theo back? Is that it? Yeah. Dylan Strom and Connor McDavid? Hell yeah! <laughs> Mixed <Mick Strom laughs> fanfic published to the world. The, the fact, like, the juniors call back there is really... That it's really funny. Um, I love it. I love it. And in my head, this is how it goes. Like, not necessarily all the romantic aspects of it, but in my head, they do end up together on the same team again at some point towards (laughs) the end of their careers. And Dylan's playing better than he's ever played. And like, Connor's, you know, struggling from being an Edmonton Oiler for 16 plus years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a mixed Rome fanfic to be pinned. 
published into the world. Have I looked up the name of the book yet? No. Will we be reading it and reviewing it? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I had forgotten about it, so I have to make sure I keep it in my bookmarks so that I don't lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's so funny. I love it. Um, and like some the comments some of the comments on this tweet most okay so most of this this tweet mostly has just like retweets and likes which so unbrand for our niche of hockey Twitter. <laughs> we're like no comments this is just great yep. Love it. <laughs> um and, but one of the comments is like this is sickening please seek help this person didn't write the book they just anyway um <laughs> and what the fuck is wrong with you my dude have you looked at ao3 <laughs> I... <laughs> um, no words it's so funny and my favorite thing is like you'll scroll past like a tumble tumblr post on like like fandom tumblr that's talking about fanfic and they're like and all those hockey real person fics and i'm like yeah <laughs> they're there i'm aware of it mm-hmm. it's fine <laughs> um also, shout out to Liz who said, excited to meet Riley and Theo's mutual friend. Check notes. Michael Martin. <laughs> um, <laughs> so funny. I love it. Um, also, most of the quote tweets are private quote tweets, which is also very funny. <laughs> gets better yeah I'm very excited for this only just because I think it's really funny (laughs) would I normally read a book like this probably not however (laughs) making an exception making an exception (laughs) and just need to see how like close to home it is Mm -hmm. exactly I need to know how accurate it is Mm -hmm. fact check we're gonna do a fact check of (laughs) this fake book this fictionalized book um okay what else uh the sends were sold to some people who are not snoop dogg or ryan reynolds i believe lame yeah um For 950 million US, which is less than Ryan Reynolds' group was offering. He was offering a billion. Um, I really didn't want to have to click on this article because it is the Ottawa Sun, which is virtually a tabloid and spreads a lot of uh, misinformation um, and inflammatory things. But anyway, I don't actually know who this group is. I don't remember. Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like when I scrolled past it quick and like was like, oh, for some reason in my head it was a family. But mm. I could be very wrong about that. No, it's like 20 investor, 22-ish investors. Um yeah. the main guy is Andlauer. I don't know who this man is, but they also have um a local businessman, Jeff York, who runs Farm Boy, which is I'm gonna say kind of like our Whole Foods. 
it's like an expensive grocery store but it's not quite like whole foods um it's basically just the most expensive grocery store we have in ontario um and there does seem to be several of them in ottawa which tracks because i have no idea where the closest one to me is maybe oakville which again tracks money wise (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so i don't know interesting oh this guy is also a part owner of the habs but he'll have to sell his shares in the habs because obviously it would be a conflict of interest if he had shares in both (laughs) um yeah anyway that's it all i got Um, the Rangers hired Peter Laviolette as their coach. Yep. That's just, again, a fact. I don't think that's good for them, though. I think it's just, a, a again, a fact. Yeah. Mm. Oh, um, I did forget to mention, so we're gonna, we're getting back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, timeline wise um i forgot to mention the vegas fans were not booing batman and for that at automatically you're done you're done yeah that's stupid and dumb my god you're supposed to be booing him the entire time mm-hmm. i do think we should try a different method because he does seem to like to be booed i think maybe we should try laughing at him or something <laughs> yeah like everybody just sees him and cackles i think would be very funny <laughs> Just I like, think you would also throw him off. Yeah. Or dead like silence. Dead silence. But dead silence, everyone has to turn around. You cannot yeah. be facing him. Yeah. Or like talking over him. <laughs> yeah. you know, I like think everybody's, small. everybody's having a full volume conversation. <laughs> like he has something no. sure he has a microphone, but you can't hear him. Yeah. But also at the same time, I feel like with that many people, he would just hear it as cheering probably someone needs to like get a megaphone and just start their own speech yeah <laughs> everyone turns or, like, towards interrupts. that interrupt he's like yeah george peros has done a great job wrong <laughs> like, <laughs> just some really loud buzzer noises like mm-hmm. that make it the like the ones that it's like a wrong answer those ones <laughs> Um, yeah, just some, I think we need some better heckling for Gary Bennett. Sure. Um, okay. So, who's ready for injuries? Uh. (laughs) Matthew Kachuk, uh, broke his, sorry, fractured his sternum, um, in game three. So, after his pregame nap, Brady had to get him, help him get out of bed. Yep. As step one. Step two, his teammates tied his skates for him and, like, helped him get dressed. In what world? My dude. The writing was also on the wall at that point. Like, for game... At at the point of game four, it was like, mm, this is not good. They did win that game. I don't remember if he played the whole game. And he didn't play game five. Um, for obvious reasons. <laughs> 
again, you will have a life after hockey. Mm-hmm. Your career in hockey is done within probably 12 years. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. You want to walk. You want to be able to breathe. You want to be able to chase your kids around. Yeah, right? exactly. I just... Makes no sense. Yeah, bad. Um, so before we get to more injuries, I do need to... We need to talk about the Stanley Cup Twitter account because it is too horny. I don't like it. <laughs> like... The Stanley Cup tweets, you're even more expressive up close, Mark Stone. What the fuck? I'm concerned. Now I need to go look at their Twitter. And, like, it's trying to be, like, anim- not, uh, not animatronic. That's the word I'm looking for. Like, make it, like, be like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, like, a little too horny, and also I don't like the personification of it. No. It's like when people have Instagram accounts for their dogs or their their babies and yeah. write as if, like, they're writing it. Yes. Like, I please, hate Please those. don't drop me. Or mm-hmm. when to host me. Hoist me. Exactly. Who's running this? I don't know. Not the keeper of the cup. That's all I can tell you. Mm. I'm very confident it's not the keeper of the cup. Absolutely not. That man's like Old. locked down. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it just it needs to stop. I don't like it at all. Mm. Um, okay, what else? Uh Aaron Eckblad. So he broke his foot during the Boston series, which was the first series. To be fair, you can kind of play hockey with a broken foot because the skate acts like a cast a little bit. I will say, I will give him that. I don't like it, but it's it's better than some things. <laughs> um, it's better than the rest of this list. Um, he had two shoulder dislocations and um, several question oblique tears that must have been real comfortable again you need a life after hockey you have probably less than 12 years left of playing in you have two oblique tears how i have no idea like did you tear it a little bit and then you tear it some more or did you tear one and then tear your other leg and how the that logically makes no sense like i how are you moving i don't know that's the other thing like i feel like the nhl team doctors are just um basically pain management people Mm -hmm. they don't actually do any real doctoring they do okay have this for your pain we can spray this on so that it'll feel numb but it'll be fine Mm mm-hmm you won't feel the pain. For sure. Yeah. Could you make it 10 times worse? Absolutely. But as long as you're on the ice, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Bad. That's all I have to say. Bad. Um, 
I think that's it for injuries that they told us about. Um, my fun fact. This is my favorite fact that I learned, actually. Um, the Oilers have selected first overall in 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2015. The four players sec- selected second overall in those four drafts have now each won a Stanley Cup. Woo-hoo. So um, 2010 was Tyler Sagan. 2011 was Gabe Landeskog. 2012 was Ryan Murray, who both won with Colorado. And then 2015 was Jack Eichel. Which I think is very funny. <laughs> and then it says, Nugent Hopkins, Hall, Yakupov, and McDavid have never won a, a game past the second round of the playoffs. So you know what? We're not that bad. Mm-mm. That's all I have to say. And it it's also... could be worse. It's so funny for several reasons. One, it's the Oilers. Two, it's the Oilers who the NHL did seem to rig these draft um selections. Mm-hmm. Um. Especially, okay, 2015 pissed me off so much because the Leafs were so bad that year. They were, like, absolutely atrocious that year. And they deserved to have the first overall pick, and you, like, jump the Oilers four spots to give them the first overall pick. Anyway, it's fine. I'm very happy with Mitch Marner. However, yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's really funny, like, You can only rig it to go so far. Exactly. Um. Okay, what else happened? Um, the Pens hired Jason Spezza as assistant GM. Tracks. That's all I have to say. That tracks. Um, and uh, I... I'm I'm actually very pissed off about this. So Mike Babcock's son, Michael Babcock, was hired by the Blues as, I don't know, a video coach or something, a skills coach. Want to know what his experience, his coaching experience is? I would love to. Um, Working in hockey camps or as a power skating instructor. He played NCAA hockey for four years and then in the 1920 season played in a professional league in France. Um, I genuinely have more coaching experience than him. Genuinely. I also worked at hockey camps and I have uh, two and a half seasons of coaching experience. <laughs> two of which were as a head coach. Like... <laughs> like come on (laughs) this is so stupid yes I didn't play the NCAA or any professional league however I literally have more coaching experience than you that's bad it's bad (laughs) nepotism hockey is so bad it really is I need you to never ask what a woman's qualifications are ever again literally what are women's I'm just gonna like Keep that and just send them the screenshot screenshot of Mike Babco- Michael Babcock's um experience. <laughs> there, like none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense at all. At all. Like yeah. 
Do you have to start somewhere? Yes. Is you starting somewhere starting in the NHL? No. No. That's why there's 8 million junior teams and, like, also the NCAA and Mm -hmm. U Sports and, like, so many options. Again, even, like, high-level minor hockey. Bad. It's bad. That's all I have to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, 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 Jerome Aginla is special advisor to the general manager in Calgary. Good for him. Happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Canucks bought out Oliver Ekman Larson. Did we remember he was on that team? Barely. Not at all. (laughs) I barely remembered, and I'm not even sure why I remembered. Like, I don't know who he was traded for. I do know he was traded there from Arizona, but I don't Mm -hmm. remember who he was traded for. And I think they did a sign-and-trade, and and I think they signed him to the contract he was on. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, bad. Um... That's it. That's all I got. Uh, Sean Monahan signed a one-year, $1.985 million contract with the Habs again. Sure. Fun. Um, did you remember that Adam Gadet was a Leaf? Did he actually play any games for the Leafs? I'm not positive. I think he mostly played for the Marlies. I don't know if he played any games for the Leafs. Maybe when they were really injured, but they were really injured on the defense mostly. The beginning of the season is so long ago. <laughs> yeah, like I remember. Yeah, same. I remember Marley's, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure he played for the Leafs at all. He was doing very well on the Marley's. I do remember that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he signed a one-year two-way contract with the Blues. Okay. Um. I... okay we got five minutes we're gonna come back to the hockey hall of fame in a minute because you know i gotta do oh. my rant <laughs> always <laughs> um okay mlsc uh chairman larry tannenbaum who is the only actual person on who owns the mlsc everyone else it's just rogers and bell mostly who don't like I said we're two telecoms and a trench coat and two grocery <laughs> stores that's basically it that's all we are um anyway they're selling he's selling his shares of MLSC the sale needs the okay from the NBA and the NHL but he probably will and it'll probably end up going to a corporation oh yes it is it's going to the pension plan omers which is just it's just like they're they manage people's pensions funds like that people have through their companies and stuff. I don't think it's really personal ones. I did have an interview there at some point, I think. Do I remember it? No. Well, um, I just, I think this is kind of bad just because I don't think corporations are good. And based on what we're hearing about 
the discussion between like Kyle Dubas and the board and not really having like a buffer and stuff and I I think that's not good mm-hmm. but it's yeah. fine it like reminds me of robots yeah like, that's what I people. think of when it's like a corporation's on this I'm like it reminds me of uh what was that movie with decom smart house or something mm. like that I think that that's just what I think of. I just think of like a bunch of AI voices talking to each other. Uh, well, it's not AIs. I think it's mostly old white people. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I actually haven't looked at the MLSC board, but I feel like it's like okay. So in business school, you learn what a board should look like. It should be diverse in terms of age, gender, um, and race, and like all of that. It should be diverse. And people should have, like, specific knowledges, uh, like, sets of knowledge. They should have someone who, well, more than one person who has um, a solid understanding of financial statements and, like, can read the financial statements when given to them and stuff. Um. Anyway, but, like, I just have this gut feeling that the Leafs, the, the MLSC board is not like that. I might go look, but I'm not. I don't have a good you're feeling gonna about walk it. away disappointed. <laughs> exactly. I don't have a good feeling about it. Um, yeah. Okay. Switching links again. I did look at the board. It's really small. And an even number, which is also not good. You're supposed to have an odd number of people on the board. And they don't have anyone independent of Actually, maybe they have one person independent of, uh, like, has no financial ties to the well-being, I guess you'd say, of the company. Other than the fact that they're on the board and they get paid by the company. Um, because they have, got have the same number of people from Rogers and Bell. So, rules. Anyway, so they have Larry Tanbaum, Um, and then they have the president and CEO of Bell. Some guy who's the, I don't know. Goodman's LLP I don't know what he is anyway um Ted Rogers of Rogers uh the president and CEO of Rogers another guy from Bell another guy from Bell and one woman who's the communication who works for Rogers again you're supposed to have an odd number of people though and they have eight which is not right and as you'd expect, they are all white and they look roughly the same age. I would not say there's a lot of diversity in age. Anyway, so mm-hmm. moral of the story, this would fail a diversity test if if I was doing a case study in my business class, they'd go, Megan, how do you fix this board? And I'd say, well, <laughs> <laughs> there's a long list. Why is there very few independent individuals? Maybe. I don't even know if Goodman's maybe has some shares and that's why they're on the board. (laughs) You need someone independent of that who does not have financial compensation tied to the well-being of the company. It's almost like we talked about this similarly on a, a smaller scale with like, I don't know, NHL PA yeah. Player safety. yeah exactly 
<laughs> exactly. Like, it's bad. This is just an age-old conversation. <laughs> it is. It genuinely is. Mm-hmm. And, like, our the business schools are like, yes, you should be doing this. And then you look at, like, in reality, it's absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> and, like, an odd number of votes. Actually, you know what? They might end up actually having an odd number of votes, but an even number of voters. It might be that way um, because of the ownership percentages. That's my guess, but still, it's just weird to see. Anyway, um, Hockey Hall of Fame. Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, well, I guess we'll talk about the men. Do I know who most of them are? No. Okay. Um, Tom Barrasso. Don't know. Henrik Lundqvist, good for him. First ballot. He deserves that. Um, Pierre Turgeon, again, don't know. Mike Vernon, also don't know. Ken Hitchcock as uh, a builder. And Pierre Lacroix as also a builder. Again, uh, I don't really have any comments on most of these people. But... The biggest thing with the men's is that um, Alex Maligny, I don't think I pronounced that right. Anyway, um, he was one of the first people, he was the first person to defect from Russia to play hockey in the NHL. Um, And the NHL is this, and the, sorry, and the Hockey Hall of Fame is being really stupid about it. They're like, well, we didn't, we weren't going to pick any Russians because, you know, of what's going on in Russia. The, this man defected. He defected. Oh. oh, just that's stupid. That's like one little stupid thing. Um, and he deserves to be in there for more than just being the first NHL player to defect from Russia. He is a very good hockey player. But like guys. Guys. It just honestly goes to show how stupid it is. All right. And for the one woman, again, as a reminder, they can put in two. There are several amazing options available. And um, they can put in two without having any impact on the men. Because that's always everyone's comment. Well, they wanted to put in the men. Wrong. They can put in two with no impact on the number of men mm-hmm. they've chosen. Um. So, again, problem number one. Only picked one woman. The only time they've had two women is in the first year they inducted any women into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Again, a different problem. Um, They should be inducting it. They also shouldn't have a cap on the number of women, or it should be the same as the men. Mm -hmm. And especially, yeah, it's stupid. Um, So, they inducted... Carolyn Willette. This um obvious. She is such an obvious pick. Like I literally mm-hmm. do not need to describe her thing. Well, sometimes you do because men are stupid. Like Sportsnet tweeted, you know, this was a lock or whatever. I think it was um Alyssa Turner who was the one who did that. Cause she quote tweeted at some man who replied and was like, uh, why? And they just she just like screenshotted the first part, just the first part of her Wikipedia. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> um, four Olympic gold medals. 
<laughs> um, she's never lost an Olympic final. Six-time world champion. <laughs> Three. She's third in all-time scoring on Team Canada. I don't even think that was on there. Um, she's an NCAA champion. She's a CWHL champion. Like she is genuinely one of the best women's hockey players to have existed, and is very low key about it in a way. Um, so yeah, like you look at her Wikipedia, and you're like, oh yeah, this is obvious. This yeah. is obvious if you aren't aware of her accomplishments. It's so obvious. Um, I the best thing would have been for her to go in with her wife julie chu who does also deserve to be in there not just because she's her wife (laughs) (laughs) julie chu is also was an amazing hockey player she's an amazing coach right now um so let me see she won one two three four five gold medals in the women's worlds and, you know, has some silvers and bronze at the Olympics. She was also one of the first Asian women to play hockey. We still have very few Asian people playing hockey at high levels in general. So from that perspective, she also won the Patty Kazmaier. Um, yeah, she's like very good at what she's done. She's won the C- She's been a CWHL ca- champion. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, like, very decorated person. Mm-hmm. So it did make sense for the two of them to go in together. And it would have been so cool to have, mm-hmm. you know, wives go in together. Um, yeah. And as a reminder, <laughs> the committee has two women in it. Cami Granado and Cassie Campbell. I don't, frankly, don't really like that it's the two of them. I don't, I don't know. I have like foibles with Cassie Campbell unrelated to her broadcasting and stuff. I just think that as someone who is pretty um, away from women's hockey at the moment and has been for basically since she stopped playing, she has not been super involved in women's hockey she's a lot of opinions about like the phf and the pwhpa and what it was the cwhl and the nwhl she had a lot of opinions about it that i don't that you know like hockey men were taking way too seriously as because she's basically an outsider making these comments Mm -hmm. um so yes i do have my own foibles with her um but like again i i also do think that she has some like grudges against certain people um this is just again me reading this I don't know if it's true so like and I don't know Cami Granado and Cassie Campbell again feel very similar people wise because again Cami Granado is away from the women's game and like I'm not saying that they need to be directly involved with the women's game still but it would be good to have someone who is, and it would also be good to have someone who's aware of the international women's game. We've mm-hmm. talked about it a lot. There are several, several um, women's hockey players in from Europe who should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame based on their level of play, 
what they did and even um in the builders category someone like um oh my god Menomriom should be in it I think from the builders category there are other better options in terms of who's built women's hockey because who gives a shit if you built the NHL or if you were basically a builder a lot of times they pick someone who was in the NHL working in the NHL for like 40 years it's not that hard you get yourself in the door you're stuck yeah like as a coach or a GM you're good you're mm-hmm. set like a cockroach they can never kill you once you're there Hmm. exactly um so like I don't really think that that is particularly spectacular as a builder but someone like um Hazel McCallion who was the former mayor of Mississauga for a long time um she did so much to build up women's hockey in Mississauga in southern Ontario and like created such infrastructure that allowed the CWHL to exist in a way um like helped create um what am I looking for like women's hockey organizations which is something you didn't you didn't have prior to I'm gonna say like 30 years ago you didn't really have women's hockey associations um this she played hockey well into her 80s like she just continued to play hockey like there are so many things that she has done there's it's insane that she's not in the builders category Gory of the Hockey Hall of Fame um, for, you know, <laughs> the impact she had on the women's game. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm, like, I think it's really stupid who they have on the selection kit committee. It's also very North American-centered. I think, I also think they should maybe have a separate selection committee for the women because... These men probably have no fucking clue. Not at all. Like, the president of the CHL since 1996, um, what does he know about women's hockey? I won't say Brian Burke, because Brian Burke did, um, when he was in Toronto, he was aware and, like, had the Leafs work with that. Like, he's been a relatively good ally to women's hockey, but still... No, no direct involvement and no awareness of the international game, mm-hmm. the non-North American game. Like, I, I don't know. I like look at these people. I do think they need to cycle through people more often. That's another option. And you also need more women and potentially a separate women's committee to induct the women into the Hockey Hall of Fame because... We should be inducting, obviously, more. And there needs to be a more global view because someone like Florence Schelling should be in. Someone, um, I mean, I like I genuinely think that it will take them for once Yenny Hirokovsky retires. To me, she is an obvious lock to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. She's such an amazing player and she's had such an impact on the Finnish team. Um I genuinely think it will take them probably 15 years post her being eligible to get her into the Hockey Hall of Fame with the way it works right now. Which is ridiculous. Even, like, I 
I think it'll be less than that for um, Noratu. But I think it'll still be way too long. Again, these people should be obvious first ballot type things, but we have to keep playing catch up because they refuse to do more than one. And someone like Jennifer Botterill was eligible, I believe, for the first year this year as well. How the no, it might have been last year too. How the hell is she not in the Hockey Hall of Fame? This woman is the only two times Patty Kazmaier winner. She has virtually a very similar resume to Carolyn Ouellette. Like, I don't understand. And not to mention, she's still working in the men's hockey game. So you can see her and you can mm-hmm. go, oh my God, Jennifer Botterill. Yeah. And like, she was like Harvard's captain. Harvard is not necessarily, not typically, a very good hockey team <laughs> for women for the yeah. women's game. None of the Ivy League schools really are. Um, but like the fact that this woman is, she's so smart. I really think she should be a GM personally. I would love uh, that's who the Leafs should have hired was Jennifer Botterill. <laughs> She'd be way better than her brother. I'll say that <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's so many obvious people who have not been inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like for basically no reason. And I, yeah, it's so stupid. It's just because uh, like to me, it's because for the longest time you only had Cassie Campbell nominating people, I guess. Which is a problem because she's probably like racking her brain going, oh my God, who I got. But also like, she shouldn't be the only one having to do that because you guys, you guys being the rest of the committee have no idea about the women's game. Mm -hmm. Very little idea about the women's game. (sighs) Anyway, we need a separate Hockey Hall of Fame for women. Just not because, just because the current Hockey Hall of Fame is really stupid. (laughs) Like, they need a separate selection committee. And mm-hmm. I think, like, there has been a well-established women's hockey um, media who is aware of these people and make the case for these people. And maybe you put one of them in there. Like, Bob McKenzie is on the selection committee. Why not put someone like that equivalent in the women's game on the selection committee? Like, it seems so obvious because these people are aware of the history of the women's game and even yeah like there's so many options I was just thinking about like Mel Davidson who built up the women's program she's still working in the game but you can be put in as a builder when you're still involved in the game like you don't have to be out of the game Mm -hmm. like there's just that's very stupid that's very stupid that's all I have to say I hate it Anyway, congrats, Carolyn Millette. You very much deserve to be there. I know mm-hmm. I've, like, breezed over everything, but she it's just because it's so such an obvious pick. Like, she has yeah. to be in there. I feel like she, for people that only watch, like, women's hockey when it's, like, the Olympics yeah. and stuff, like, I feel like she definitely is one of the most recognizable names, which yeah. is, like, just a testament to, like, how good she is yeah my other question is I haven't looked but I want to know how many have been how many people who have been inducted because it's all North Americans basically yeah all North Americans how many of them for the women's game have been uh captains or assistant captains with their national teams because I think it's most if not all you're probably right 
Um, and I wonder how much of that is an impact. Um, cause like I'm thinking, okay, Cam and Granano. Um, Ooh, I don't think Angela James was actually. Um, yeah, who gives a shit about this, you stupid thing? Okay, there we go. Cam Granado. I don't know if Angela James was. I know Cam Granado was the captain. Geraldine Heaney was, I believe, an assistant captain. Angela Ruggiero, either captain or assistant captain. Same with Danielle, same with Danielle Goyette. Um, Jaina Hefford, same thing. Haley Wickenheiser was a captain. I don't think Kim St. Pierre was, but that was because she was a goalie. So I don't know if that, oh, there was a, I forgot that Rika Solonen was inducted. Assistant captain. Just saying. Yeah, G genuinely a big impact. And I think that um, in order to get Rika Salonen in, I think that Kim Granado and um, Cassie Campbell did a lot of like arm waving at that and going, she needs to be in here, mm -hmm. which is crazy. They shouldn't have to do that. To be to be perfectly honest with you, the committee should just take whatever they say at their word. Like they should just go, Julie Chu, Carolyn Willette, and the committee goes, just okay. double checks and is like, yep, good. <laughs> like they open the Wikipedia, look at the like medals. Yeah, yeah we're good. <laughs> um, you know, like it should it should genuinely just be like whoever they suggest. Mm -hmm. It. Yeah. <sighs> All right. That was way too long about the Hawk Hall of Fame again. And you know what? I will probably have this exact same rant when the actual induction ceremony is yep. in the fall. So, yeah. I'm going to keep ranting about it because it's a flawed system. And it's extremely flawed. All right. Back to men's hockey briefly. Um, Report. Hannafin, Lindholm, and Backlund not expected to re-sign with Flames. Who is left on that team? Old people. The, who did they get for Matthew Kachuk? What's his face? <laughs> I keep... Okay, I cannot think of his name because I keep wanting to say it's Barkov and I know it's not Barkov. It's the I other know. one. Oh my god. Oh my lord. <laughs> it's really gonna like piss me off. Mm -hmm. everybody hold on it's generally not in my head it's just like the only thing I have is Barkov um Huberto there it is it's him I forgot Naz was there and now some cadre. It's the two of them. <laughs> That's it. Well, everybody. It's nice knowing you, Calgary Flames. <laughs> you had a fun couple of years there. Uh, it's over now. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Tyler Toffoli apparently is not supposed to, not going to resign either. Like bad. Um, okay. So the NHL has announced that they are not doing wearing any special jerseys before games. Basically, instead of go punishing the homophobes or making the homophobes out themselves as homophobes, they're just like not wearing any jerseys. So no hockey fights cancer, no indigenous, no black history, no their military nights that they're so obsessed with. It's in that way, that one's a little bit of a win. <laughs> I will say that is a little bit of a win for me. Um, But yeah, like that is their solution to not having homophobes. Um, Not outing the homophobes, let's just say, which is so fucking stupid. I can't believe that they were like, this is the solution and not making the homophobes say they're homophobic mm-hmm. like bad um apparently so they're not going to wear them in warm-ups but they will if the teams want we'll still have the specialty jerseys and we'll still auction them off and stuff and i guess they'll be signed instead of them being warm-up worn i don't know but yeah like so they they still will be donating to charity but you just can't see it yeah. And someone said the some the team should still just wear them and then when the NHL is like we're fining you they should just go no we're just going to donate our fine is that that's that's happening okay we're going to donate it to this organization. <laughs> yeah. That's what should happen. I think mm-hmm. I think that'd be very good. Just like a big fuck you to mm-hmm. Gary Bettman and the NHL. And cuz it'll look bad if the NHL's like well give me the money and we're like but they donated the money. Yeah. It's fine. Why does it sure. matter? Um, yeah, they're not gonna win that one. They being the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if still they'll allow if they'll allow like regular weird jerseys, like weird jerseys that they wear for the the whole game, like the St. Patrick's Day ones or anything like that. Yeah, I don't. Because, like, they, again, like, it's a full uniform that they do. A full mm-hmm. game uniform. It's not, like, a... To be fair, I think it's just us. Because we yeah. used to be the Toronto St. Pat's, right? So I feel like it's just Toronto. I do think, or maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like this year they had... I feel like a few teams had St. Patrick's Day warm-up jerseys but obviously they didn't wear them yeah. the whole game i don't know we'll see i guess we'll see yeah i don't know the, I, the way to get around that is to like you know maybe you just make your indigenous pride jersey or indigenous heritage jersey a regular jersey because mm-hmm. those Canucks ones, the Canucks have had such gorgeous jerseys um, for everything. They've had absolutely gorgeous jerseys and they've been using local artists, which I think like all of that is very important. So I don't know. I just see. I don't know. I see there being pushback from a player perspective. 
a little bit. Like Morgan Riley said, um, they can basically said they can take away our jerseys, but we're not that the Leafs ever wore the jerseys. He, but he was like, you can put that in place, but we're still supporting, like, we're still going to support the LGBTQ plus community and, like, we're still behind them. So, you know, it's good. I feel like Morgan Riley's a good guy. <laughs> Not that I can trust any hockey player to no. but he seems like he's but pretty good. Something about Morgan Riley. It is. He is very safe shaped. There's something about his face <laughs> that I'm like, mm, very safe. Yes, <laughs> I trust this man. <laughs> um. Okay, finishing up our men's hockey news. Um, Patrick Marlowe is a player development coach and hockey operations advisor for the Sharks now. Um. Honestly, that's where I now I'd be like, uh oh. Austin. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to San Jose. <laughs> but only like jokingly. I don't think he actually would because he probably wouldn't really work with him at all. He'd just be like in the same organization, you know? Anyway. If he was if he was gonna go to anywhere in California, I would see. For some yeah. reason he shouts ducks to me. He does a little bit. I don't know what it is. You're right. I don't know what it is. I but could he does. see this man like, like, I don't know. It's something like the influencer of him that I'm like, oh, LA, yeah. but like not LA. He's gonna be like a bougie part. Like he's mm-hmm. not one of these YouTube TikTokers that are moving into Sunset Boulevard apartments. Hell no. This man is like, I want Beverly Hills. I want Anaheim. That's where you'll find me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then other thing, um, this is, okay, this is just really funny to me. Okay, Sean Dersey was traded to LA for, to, from LA to Arizona for a second round pick in 2024. Um, whatever, it's fine. Um, but genuinely I saw that it was like RIP Sean Dersey. You know, want to know what the funniest part of this is? Sean Dersey is now the highest paid defenseman on the Coyotes at 1.7 million. 1.7 million! That's it! No way. Imagine. (laughs) No wonder we don't know anyone on that dang team. Literally Clayton Keller and now Sean Dersey. And that's it. (laughs) And I only know Clayton Keller's still there. Like if I didn't know he was like if he had been if he hadn't been drafted by Arizona, I wouldn't know he was there. I, I sometimes I think I have dreams where that man gets out of there, but <laughs> that is funny. Um, okay. I actually I lied. So my other two pieces of men's hockey information that aren't really important are so the Canadian Grand Prix was on. It was on in Montreal, I think last weekend or two weekends mm-hmm. ago. Um and it was very funny. Mitch Marner was like Mitch Barner was there. He was hanging out with like Penny Alexiak and Mark McMorris. It was very <laughs> just like Canadian. It was very Oh funny. my god. You know how Kyle Dubas got an honorary doctorate? Yes. So did Mark McMorris. Who works harder for his? That's the question. 
<laughs> and how many legs have you broken, Carter? <laughs> I'll be missed. <laughs> Um, but yeah so he was just like hanging out with them and I feel like there was someone else there too but I don't remember who it was but yeah they're just hanging out there and also for some reason Trevor Zegris, Jack Hughes and Cole Caulfield were also there in a separate group they're not hanging out with the cool Canadians because they're (laughs) American Um, but they were just like so I don't know the pictures were so weird and pe- people were being so weird about it like um they ha- they had pictures in both teams not both teams two different teams stuff it was like they like were all matching wearing one and then they went back and changed and were matching wearing a different team's year um and the- but there was like one of those photos like Jack Hughes is like holding hands with some girl and I'm like they're like the teenagers were like freaking out about it I'm like do you you know he's a hockey player right like do I need to say any more than that like girlies we gotta learn I am very interested to see how many because I know I feel like the entirety of actually I take this back because it's during the season but the very first Las Vegas Grand Prix is happening this year but it's Thanksgiving weekend so I was going to say it'll be very interesting I feel like dependent on schedule who's going to show up there because only celebrities and professional athletes can afford those tickets because they're literally selling sweets or sweets they're selling like grandstand tickets for like twenty thousand dollars from the Bellagio because I'm pretty sure the Bellagio bought all of the tickets and they're just reselling them nice which is really cute you should come up here for the I know I want to I thought about it. I see. There's, I don't know, there's someone in Toronto, but I think it's like the Canadian people. I don't think any of the international yeah. people go. I don't know. They have the the, the bleachers that brought, blocking the road and stuff at this point. There's, I was there, down there this week. I think there's an indie race in Toronto. That's what it is. Which is very similar to Formula One. It's just like different. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't understand the differences between the car races. I know that they just are in my way when I'm going to Budweiser stage and that's all I understand. Um, sure. Not even that they're in my way, but they like start blocking off the road so you can't like cut through. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by in my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's all I know. They have yeah. the the blocking the road up stuff up. So I was like a little annoyed, but it wasn't that bad this time. It's been way worse. It'll be probably be worse when I go to the show in next week. I'm just living down there right now, basically. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Yeah, the other thing was, okay, I think we talked about Mitch Marner and Shania Twain's joint contest, Um, but I'm not positive. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mitch Marner. And Shania Twain were holding a contest for her Toronto shows this week where you could have a meet and greet with both of them and then the <laughs> proceeds would go to the Marner Assist Fund and some other thing that Shania Twain supports. Um, anyway. <laughs> but Shania does this thing where she like reads people's comments and their tweets and all that and then brings fans up on stage during her shows. So she played two shows at Budweiser Stage this weekend. 
Um, I think she might actually be playing more than that, but she played, I don't know. There was one yesterday and one two days ago. Um, and she brought Mitch and Steph up on stage. Um, and there's this very funny selfie of like Mitch taking the selfie of the three of them on stage, and he looks so funny. I love it. Go off. Like <laughs> what a great wedding present. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, unrelated, semi-related. Um, there were like, I think three of the Leafs are getting married this summer. Current Leafs, there they might not no longer be Leafs. Um, Mitch Marner, I think Michael Bunting is getting married this summer, and I also think Alex Kerfoot is getting married this summer. Um, because I learned one that I follow Alex Kerfoot on Instagram because I saw a post <laughs> from him, and I was like, whoa, I didn't think I did that, but okay. Oh my god, very funny. I know. <laughs> But yeah, um, he posted something like 20 days to go or something like that um, with his fiance. And I was like, wait a second. Is the three of them getting married this summer? I have a question. Yes. Do you think that like when players get married, specifically NHL players, um, I feel like other professional sports, their teams are too big. But specifically NHL players, do you think they invite their whole team to the wedding? I or do you think no? What if you just like come back in like when the season starts and you're like, damn, I wasn't invited to any of these. And everyone's yeah. like, come out. The weddings this summer were so crazy, guys. Like, like TJ Brody's like, well, I he won't he wouldn't care, but he'd be like, "Oh, okay, congrats." I guess like <laughs> you're just scrolling through your phone and you see all these people posting the same pictures at the weddings. And you're like, "Okay, I feel a little left out." Um, I am thinking depends on the size of the wedding. So some people have smaller weddings. Like I think Dylan Strom's wedding was relatively small. I do think it was timing wise because it was like 2021. Mm-hmm. um when we were kind of having our COVID second not probably not second maybe fourth COVID surges <laughs> um but I think it was like around there so like Dylan Strom's I don't think he had too many teammates at that wedding so like and the other thing is I'm fairly confident had he had more people that he would have had like Mitch Marner there I don't know about Connor McDavid maybe but Mitch Marner there oh we gotta get back to- I thought we were so done with men's hockey I forgot there's like non-hockey related things anyway um but yeah I do think they would have had more people but I think they both have like relatively big families like I think mm-hmm. um Taylor has like three or four siblings um as well and then I think they're like relatively close with their cousins too so I think based on that alone that was most of their wedding I think there was only a few people like Alex Debrinkit was one of his best men or groomsman he might have been no he wasn't I forgot that he has two brothers I eventually have thrown the other two drums out of my head that's fair it's so funny um but like Alex Dabrinkit was one of his groomsmen and I don't think that there were really too many other hockey players there to be perfectly honest with you um but that was also when he was on Chicago so I don't know if that's a factor as well I think it really depends on the team how close you are and how close the wives are because a lot of the wags are pretty close like if you who has one I don't know one of them has like a public Instagram and they were at like six different bachelorette parties they had I know it is so funny Um, I think um Steph I don't think Steph is 
no I think stuff is private but was it Lexi Carrick that posted it I don't know one of like the old yeah probably 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 Lexi Carrick that was her entire um like bridal or bachelorette party was all like the ex-leaf swags from like yeah three four years ago they were really close though I think Mm -hmm. like I remember there's a lot of photos of like them and Connor Brown and his wife yeah like they hanging were all... out playing like Settlers of Catan yeah I'm also pretty sure like mind reeling back who was it oh my god was it when Matt Martin proposed to Sydney is that even her name I don't know but yeah. I think they were like all there I don't know if they were all I know Mitch was there but like, I don't know if Mitch they were all there, there. <laughs> I think I want to say maybe the Carricks, if not the Carricks, then maybe the Browns. But yeah. I don't know. Like, a couple of them were there. Yeah. Like, I think Mitch is going to have a giant wedding. Very excited to see the videos and the photos from that. <laughs> I, I'm very excited. I, Liz has been tweeting about the seating chart a lot. And I feel <laughs> that. I want to know what the seating chart is like. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I know I... that this man is having a giant fucking party. And I want to know how many of his, like, juniors friends are there it's if there is one wedding of anyone that I want to go to it's this goddamn yeah I'm very excited to see everything I'm gonna have to like follow all the leaves again because I think I I know followed several of them because I was like you are annoying (laughs) go away I used to follow like a bunch of them and then I was like nope and now most of the Leafs people are like Leafs adjacent um mm. and most of them don't play in the actually let's be real here they were not Leafs players they were Marley's players and none of them play for the Marley's or the NHL anymore yeah um it's particularly Dima I follow who plays I was gonna ask if you're still playing absolutely I love Dima and then Christian Zurbins Love that man as well, and he's playing back over in Latvia. I so. unfollowed Engvall as soon as he was traded, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of... The other thing is, like, some of them are just, like, they only post ads, so I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. Go away. Like, I don't follow... I also, like, I don't follow Mitch. I don't follow... That's a lie. I do follow Mitch. I don't follow Austin Matthews. I think I do like, follow Austin but he doesn't post very often so it's fine you see like a mother's day post and you're like oh yeah you exist <laughs> i followed william and alex nylander and that's all that matters to me that's the only content i want to see personally <laughs> so valid so valid um i also realized i still follow tyson berry and then i went and then i unfollowed tyson berry and then he showed up again because penny alexiak and mark and <laughs> oh my god what's his brother's name I can't think of his name. The other McMorris. I cannot think of his name. Uh, this is bugging mm-hmm. me. Um, 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 um. What is your brother's name? Craig. Mark and Craig and Penny Alexiak were, um, I don't know. They're doing something like Saskatoon for some charity thing. And Tyson Berry is also there. I was like, why are you back? 
um yeah wait I think I followed them all like during the pandemic so I was like I want to know what they're up to mm. they people were entertaining back then they were now now not so much mm-hmm. um okay what else Connor McDavid got engaged yesterday today I don't know I think I woke up to the news this morning <laughs> You didn't see the tweets? No. Um, this man is wearing sunglasses while proposing, which I think is very funny. Oh god. Um I don't know. I feel like Oh, there was like a tweet that was like uh one of her friends posted um the Grinch who stole her heart. And I'm like, they refer they refer to him as the Grinch. There ain't no way. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the tweet again. <laughs> I retweeted it sometime in the last 24 hours. I just don't remember how many hours, and I tweet a lot, so... Oh, there it is. It's only, like, the third thing on my thing. I'll send it to you. My entire timeline, I opened up Twitter on my computer, and it immediately opened up to... A tweet from Lance Armstrong, and I don't know why I did. And then finally, one time when we were switching meetings, I read it, and I decided, what the fuck? And why is this the first thing that is popping up? And now that's my entire timeline. Oh Let me see. Jesus Christ! First of all, please tell me that's what I think it looks like, and it's on two bands—not two bands, but like two fused bands. Because shit, that would fall a hell of all. Yeah. Grinch. Like what? Mm-hmm. Um, congrats. Yes. Now the real drama is he's gonna be at that wedding. That is the question. That's the real question. Okay. Oh, weirdly, I have also seen the tweet from Lance Armstrong. Oh, it's just him being transphobic. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, not fine, but, you know. Could you expect less? Oh, I freaking called that it was Tori Krug. Oh, yeah, I saw. I got a notification. (laughs) I forgot that you have Elliot's tweets and notifications on. This is... I and the Canes signed re-signed Jordan Stahl to a four-year contract, two point nine. All right, sure, sure. So um, many okay. things. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, done with men's hockey, women's hockey. All right, here we go. We're gonna try and do this quickly because this has been very long, and I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Emma Soderberg who was a very much a standout at the Women's Worlds to me. She is the goalie for Sweden um, and pretty young. Um, signed a two-year contract with the Whale. Um, yeah. Genuinely. The PHF goalies, they have literally, their goalies are just like top-notch this season. They have so many good goalies in the system. It's awesome to see. Um, the Czech Republic will be hosting the 2025 Women's Worlds 
that feels like a threat to me because I did really, really love the Czech Republic when I went. So I might end up going. We'll see. <laughs> um, it's a threat to my bank account. <laughs> um, um, okay. IHF player of the year, it, female player of the year. I don't really care about the men, to be honest, is uh, Hillary Knight obvious reasons to be perfectly honest with you i'm still mad at her though so it's fine <laughs> that's all i have to say <laughs> um alina mills has officially signed no retired um she's officially retired sorry i was read. i read 19 years and i read it as 19 years old and i was like nope that's not right um, she's officially retired. If you recall from my Women's World recap, she was one of the only players really playing for the Czech Republic. Her and, oh my goodness, I can't remember her name. Nope, it's gone. The young one who just signed in the PHF. I cannot think of her name right now. Um, but yeah, it was like basically the two of them and their goalie were doing all the work. Um, so it'll be a big change for the Czech program but she's been very very good um for a long time again should probably be in the hockey hall of fame we'll see <laughs> i say that like it will be more less than 12 years <laughs> till she's there mm -hmm. um okay uh very fun fact, the Buffalo Buttes have signed Amelie Anderson to a one-year contract. Who is Amelie Anderson, you may ask? Freddie Anderson's little sister. Very exciting. Love that. I love it. Um, Montreal, so I we, we talked about this last year. Montreal is, I think, the only PHF team to really kind of have a true analytics department so they have three or four people in their analytics department and they have hired their first scout the i think the first scout in phf history which is really crazy um this uh it is emma pierce she just graduated from mcgill and was playing hockey at mcgill um she's 22 years old again like this is awesome like this entire analytics department is under 30 it's amazing it's so cool that um so yeah it's great to see that um they're hiring people who you know make sense um okay i <laughs> i okay so we need to talk about ian kennedy who is a reporter for uh the hockey news um I hate him so much. And you're like, why would you hate him, May? And he covers women's hockey. He covers women's hockey in such like a shitty way. Um, not a, some of the coverage is shitty. Some of the coverage makes it sound like he has broken stories when he hasn't broken stories, which I also think is a problem. And then he backtracks all the fucking time. Um, and then the other thing is he literally has been so dismissive of things um okay so try and get this in order he tweets at the pwhpa and goes 
why haven't it's 16 days into pride month why haven't we seen any posts from you yet the pwhpa hadn't tweeted in several weeks um wonder why because their social media manager had just had a baby also i oh, think yeah. it's pretty clear that the pwhpa supports pride mm -hmm. is celebrating pride two other players just got engaged to each other Two of them are getting married to each other this summer. That's just like off the top of my head. There's so many more. <laughs> like, we're good. Um, one step, and then he, um, and then like we're all like dunking on him. Like, they're busy out celebrating Pride. Like, why does it matter? And obviously, none of us really knew about the the social media manager and Aaron Ambrose. I think I think it was Aaron Ambrose or someone. But someone goes, we're celebrating it. And congrats to our social media manager who had a baby three days ago. Like. I can't. Yeah, like. And then he backtracks on that. And he's like, oh, I was just wondering why they didn't post anything. Like, my dude. You have to know that there's probably a reason why. <laughs> and it's not that they don't celebrate pride nope. it's not that there are more important things and ways to celebrate than posting on social media posting words on social media like and like I, I just I can't like especially if a twitter account has not been active for a couple of weeks you yeah, probably know it's not like they were posting constantly and didn't post anything about Pride. It's very, it was very different. It was very clear. Mm -hmm. And it was like a couple days later, the woman, they had tagged her account. So I went and looked and she had said, you know, doing well, good now. And then they posted a really great video with Aaron Ambrose about celebrating Pride and being who you are. You know, like it was just very so stupid. Crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? He took an, I think it was an AP article where they were talking to Hillary Knight about the PWHPA. Um, and I will say in the past, Hillary Knight has said some, I, I don't know if inflammatory is the right word, but like has had some very negative comments about the PHF. So she did call it a glorified beer league. This was in 2019 though. This was a long time ago. And I will say the PHF has had lots of improvement. They also have had some little fiascos, like the 2020 bubble, 2021, 2020. I don't remember what year this was. Whenever they were in Lake Placid, um, that bubble was a fucking mess. Um, and like there have been a couple other things of concern, which is fine. That is how it should be. It's the league is learning and growing, mm -hmm. but learning and growing. Um, and transparency is still an issue. They still have um a concerning in um policy on trans athletes that is a problem. Sure. There are lots of things that you can comment on. Anyway, she just basically in this AP article that came out, I think it was a couple weeks ago, she said something along the lines of um it's not the level of professional that we want, basically, was kind of what she said. 
which is true. It's improved a lot, but it is not like a true professional sports team in terms of the amenities available. That is a an absolute fact. Um, and he spun this article into um, Hillary Knight bashes PHF again. Like, that's not what she said. And I have been, like, point in purposely not clicking on the links. Like, I normally click on every women's hockey link I see go by so that they, you know, get the clicks. They ensure that we keep getting this coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not doing that with him because he is pissing me off so much. Um, so that was... I don't know, probably straw like seven for me. But like another thing was that the Toronto Six went to Parliament Hill and took the the Isabel Cup with them. Sure, great. Who did they meet with? Not the Prime Minister, but the leader of the opposition who was... I don't know how to explain this, but Pierre Poivier and the Conservative Party is like a fucking mess um they're just so bad and Pierre Poulvier especially is I'm not he's not he's basically a Nazi I'm not gonna say he is a Nazi but he's basically a Nazi um not the people you want to be meeting with and there exactly and he had absolutely zero comments on that it takes two seconds to google who they met with and go, oh shit, why'd they meet with them? Like, I don't know. He's just such a fucking asshole. And he he's constantly walking things back because he gets, um, like, called out for the shit he's posting. And, like, the number of times I see his articles, quote, tweeted with a, so-and-so broke this first. I I just it very sounds much sounds like a real mess of a guy. Um, but he's also he's like keeps touting himself and the hockey news is like being great for you know, creating coverage for women's hockey when like his coverage is bad and he's like making it sound like the he's the one breaking things when this these smaller publication reporters or independent small reporters are the ones actually breaking the news because they have the relationships with these people. Um, yeah. Um, okay, I will say um, no, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, okay, the other thing is Oh, that's gone. That's weird. Okay, not not weird. Um, makes sense. Anyway, uh trigger warning, transphobia. Um, one of the Lamoureux twins, I think it was Monique, spoke at this organization that is um very transphobic about protecting women's sports in quotation marks. Um and what she said was transphobic and that is bad and obviously like I I don't need to explain that we think transphobia is bad 
Mm-hmm. I think we've put that position out there already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, that is bad. And she is on the PWHPA board. We have not heard anything from the PWHPA since they have, since that was pointed out. Um, I think, I don't think that they're being quiet specifically on this. I think they're just quiet in general and they have been mostly quiet in general um, because they have, don't have all the like ducks in a row for announcing the league yet. So I, I think they've been quiet in general, mostly because of that. That is my take on it. It is bad that they have someone on their board who is transphobic, um, especially when a lot of them have played played with, um, a lot of them played with Harrison Brown, um, but also a lot of them played with Jessica Platt in Toronto, who is a trans woman um, and see, seemingly had no foibles with playing with her. So um that is bad and also Britta Curl who is um on Wisconsin and on the national team for the Americans uh basically agreed with her like quote tweeted and agreed with her and was like thanks for protecting girls and again I do not need to explain why that is bad um so yeah this is all bad the PWHPA, I do think, needs to say something and remove the Limeru, whichever one, probably both. I do feel like they have, I do feel like they're very much the same person. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but they need to be removed from the board um, for that very obvious reason. So yes, that's bad. Okay, I think that is everything. I do feel like I'm missing something with women's hockey, but we'll see if I come back to it or not. Oh, hold on. No, I do not. That's not, I, we talked about that already. Okay. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, That's it for women's hockey for now. Right now. That's it for men's hockey for right now. We will be back at some point, I assume post draft, which might be this week. I have no idea. I think it is. This is the right timing for the draft to occur, but I actually have no idea if it's happening. Um, post-draft and post-free agent frenzy at some point. So maybe two weeks from now. We'll see. July 1st is a Saturday, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll be back at some point yeah. <laughs> soonish to talk about hockey things, and then we'll see if we can come up with some off-season content to provide Mm -hmm. to you maybe once a month um yeah all right you can follow us on twitter at perplexic pod instagram at perplexic podcast tiktok at perplexic pod and tumblr at perplexic podcast bye bye